My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Welcome to episode 325 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, the only pinball podcast that gives you back-to-back pinball podcasts. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to do a little bit of a Canada rant and rave today. How does that sound? I woke up this morning, I feel good, I got a cup of coffee in me, I got a lot of work to do and I got nothing better to do than give you a little bit of my unfiltered feelings about the hobby. Here's how I feel today. Who's going to bring the pinball fucking magic back? Who's going to do it? Who's going to save us and usher us in to a new supernal realm of pinball enjoyment? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Jersey Jack this year? Is Willy Wonka and Guns N' Roses and Toy Story going to do it for us? Is it going to be Stern Pinball? Is Steve Ritchie's original game, after all his bitching and moaning about the limitations he had with Disney and Star Wars, will Steve Ritchie with no rules and no laws to follow, will he be able to deliver pinball magic with his original game? Will it be Deep Root, the ever so mysterious Deep Root in Texas, claiming they are going to make more games than anyone else? We know they have a huge team. We know they have a passion to crush the competition. We know they got a deep bench. We know they have uh, certain types of talent we haven't seen before in the pinball hobby. So will it be them? Will it be P3 and Multimorphic? Been around for a while, completely new platform. Will it have internet connectivity coming? Will they use that to differentiate themselves? Will it be Spooky Pinball and their ever so delayed butter cabinets? What will it be? Charlie said he's got another game coming and more stuff on the way. So speculate away, he says. Who will it be? Well, it's sure as hell not going to be Home Pin. We can start there today. So Home Pin is collapsing right before our eyes. And we predicted this. We said that this company would not survive into 2019. And this seems to be the moment in which it's not just that the ship has hit the iceberg because that probably happened a few months ago, if not like a year ago. The point now is very simple. And we always say this, you can't tell how a pinball company will begin But we can sure as hell tell you how every pinball company fails. And it's always the same story. They run out of fucking money. And when the money's gone, there's no money to keep the line going. There's no money to pay the employees. There's no money to order parts. And I love it because money, unlike your guys' passion for pinball, it doesn't think with emotion. It doesn't think with a heart or a gut. Money is finite. When it is gone, it is gone. It doesn't materialize out of thin fucking air like some of these pinball dreamers would like it to. And when the money's gone, it's over. There's, there's, so then what happens is this. When the money dries up, what happens? People stop getting their games. They stop getting communication. They stop hearing anything from the, from the, you know, the, the dreamer. And all of a sudden, you start hearing a bunch of excuses. You start hearing a bunch of like other stories. So here's the latest on HomePin. Apparently, the pre-order guys, the guys that went in at day one years ago, these were the guys that originally funded the company. There's like, and there's only like 12 of them. It's like 12 pre-order games. These people have waited the longest and they're being told 
that the line is shut down, their games are not even made, and Mike won't make their games until new money comes in, and that's what he needs to get the line going again. Now, Mike could easily come out and you know dispel these rumors and say, it's all bullshit, you're going to get your games, there's no money issues, but we know that He's not doing that. He's disappearing. And this is what happens. Who else has disappeared recently? Barry and Yop. Remember how Andrew Highway used to disappear after his two weeks promises? It's the same shit. Same shit, different day. Same lies, different day. Same bad management. Same bad planning. It's all the same story. We've seen this movie before. You know what happens? People lose their money. You know what happens? Games go out that no one's going to want in the future because there's not going to be any parts. And no one wants the game because it's not any good. And the reason why the company failed, ultimately, the reason why all these companies have failed, just because the games weren't good. You know, I didn't make Andrew Highway make full throttle, full throttle as his first game. He decided that that was going to be his inaugural title. What a stupid decision that was. And we continue to see these pinball companies that are new to the game make idiotic decisions. So is this it? Is home pin done? Final nail in the coffin? The other thing we know about this hobby that's unique to the pinball hobby is it takes forever for people to die. They just won't go away. They continue to make people hope and pray that one day they'll get their machine. Right? Right? Remember when Kevin Kulik told all of you, I'm going to refund your money. He said that. I'm going to refund your money. The guy had like three hundred dollars or $400,000 in people's money. Where the fuck is that money? You see, here's what I don't get. Like, he went through the bankruptcy hearing, and no one ever got anything except for the lawyer with his like Lamborghini bragging how he was going to help the community. He didn't do shit for you guys. You paid a lawyer. You got nothing. All right? 2019, who's going to bring the magic? I'll tell you what we're all fed up with and we're, what we're all done with. We're done with these fucking charlatans. Thank God. We've all learned a lesson. Nobody, nobody should ever get burned in pinball again. We, I, I think we're all wiser and smarter and will not approach this hobby the way we did circa 2011, 2012, where all you had to do was announce your dream and you were going to get money. And it didn't matter if you had a fucking game or not. Fuck that and fuck all the times that these guys have burned you. All right. You got to show people a game that works. It's not like we're investing in people's dreams. You should Spend your hard-earned money on a game that's there, all right? So, Homepin, what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Are they done? Will we get confirmation on that sometime soon? I don't know. You know, the thing, too, that must just burn these these pre-order guys, you can go buy a Homepin tomorrow. They're for sale. Some distributors have them, and they're like, what, like $5,000, $5,500? That sucks. These guys locked their money in like four or five years ago, and imagine if they just invested that money. It'd be it'd be worth like eight nine thousand dollars. But no, they're they're stuck in 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 this fucking nightmare of a situation. All right, let's turn to who else can save this hobby. Who's it going to be? Is twenty nineteen the year of Jersey Jack? Is it the year of Spooky? Now let's talk about Spooky for a little bit because they are finally getting games out the door, which is good. Chuck is posting now. And he's he posted something I want to talk about a little bit because this is kind of funny to me. He he wrote. All right, he wrote, uh, we have a few uh, AC Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle games um, with us. He's going to TPF, all right? He said, it's going to be a fun show this year. Not a ton of pressure, nothing to debut for a while. So just going to hang out, sell a few games, and play some pinball. Well, Chuck, 
we're happy. We're happy. Texas sounds like it's going to be a little bit of a, a joyous vacation for you. Even though some people paid you a year ago, uh, not necessarily sure why you even need to go to a show when you could just be making pinball machines over that weekend and get them out the door. But look, you probably deserve a break. Uh, but what's interesting, he said he's going to sell a few games. Okay, what games are you going to sell? Aren't all the Alice Cooper Nightmare Castles sold out? Or are they not sold out? So that's just an interesting thing he dropped in there. So uh, they probably have some Alice Cooper spots available. I would assume that some people have reached out to Chuck and said, hey, if you can find a new buyer, uh, they can have my spot. And I think that will happen. Uh, I also, you know, Chuck said, code is getting freaking amazing. I'm seriously happy with every mode in the game right now. And it's only getting better. Really good things coming for this game, the next game, and so much more. I can't say, speculate away, life is good. Well, Chuck, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you cracked the code of how to live a happy life. I wish all of us could announce a game a year early, take people's money, tell them they can't get it back, and then make them wait an entire year and say, life is good, life is grand. Thank you for being on the Chuck ride for a year. Come on, Charlie. Come on. You have to understand that some of your buyers are very frustrated. That this sort of jovial, life is amazing, everything's great. Not everyone is feeling the same level of happiness and support. You see, the thing about Chuck is this. He doesn't understand the surround sound effect of how people feel about spooky pinball. He doesn't. I mean, I hear it a lot from a lot of you. And a lot of you are too chicken shit to say how you really feel about the company. And it's okay. I'll say it. I'll say it for you. It's why you listen to this podcast. Because you know what? Chuck's not going to be He's not going to be a, on the show. He doesn't want to come on. It's okay. And I don't mind walking by these guys and saying this stuff. You know, look, at the end of the day, I think Spooky Pinball is getting people games. I've always said that. And I think they need to hire more talent. But these games are just not great games. They're, they're not. Everyone feels that way. They now look great. But if you read about what they're bragging about, and this is the reality of pinball. This isn't just spooky. It's amazing to me that pinball went from being a game in which you brag about what's happening on the play field to a game in which we're now bragging about what happens on the LCD and within the code. I mean, the game is all code. It's all about getting through Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle and, and battling these monsters. But there's no fucking like monsters physically on the playfield you're battling. There's not a lot happening there. It's all up on the screen. And so after an entire year of a, of a game being done, it then becomes just a software game. It's all about software, software, software. This hobby has fucking failed to deliver what I think all of you want. And, and I'm saying this. I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm just saying what happened to this fucking hobby? What happened to it? It used to be all about the fucking magic under the glass. That, I mean, go back. Go back and look at all those games you grew up loving, all the games you still love. And then somewhere the shift happened. And it was like, I don't really need to put much magic on the play field other than a few simple mechanisms, other than incredible artwork. And then everything is about the code. Everything is about the coding and the animations and what's on a fucking screen. And now the screen is the new emphasis. The depth of code is the new emphasis. And somewhere along the line, we've let go 
of people that know how to put the fucking magic under the fucking play field. Now, look, you stand over in Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. It looks fucking magical. It does. That huge fucking castle. You got all this fancy, sexy artwork. But then tell me, tell me, somebody fucking come on this show. Email me. Where's the magic on the play field when it comes to shots? When it comes to mechanisms? When it comes, oh, to the ball doing something magical? Where is it? So am I missing this stuff? Am I just the biggest dick in this hobby? Or, or am, I, am, I just, am, am I speaking what a lot of you are feeling when you stand over these games and flip these games and then all of a sudden, enjoyment in pinball becomes about memorizing the code and memorizing how to stack things and memorizing multipliers because what you're not doing is you're not mesmerized by the fucking play field. You're, you're memorizing code and there's a lack of mesmerization. If that's that's not even a fucking word, but it is now. You're not mesmerized by what's on the fucking game. And 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 the emotion and the feeling of pinball lately is all about code. I mean, it, it's all about that. And that is like where there's more of a, an emotional touch point. And so I then ask the question, well, if I really want to be pulled in to a code and to what's happening on a screen. I'll go fucking play video games. For $69 or 50 bucks, I can go get more immersed in, in a video game than I could in a pinball machine. So look, that's what I'm just hoping for. I'm hoping that the companies that know how to put the magic on the play field, I hope that 2019 is their year. And you know Jersey Jack is in a good position to, to pr- pr- provide that for all of us, for all of our wishes and dreams, all right? Well, why is Chuck even going to TPF? Because it's like he doesn't have any game. You know, I don't know. What, I mean, it makes, I mean, look, it's a big show. I get why he's going. But are you as excited about what Spooky has to come as he is? I don't know. Not when I hear people talk to me. But again, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. I think Chuck needs to hire more talented people to make his games. And, and that's that. that. I'll leave it at that. But I'm glad people are finally getting them. May all the butter cabinets arrive without any scratches. I'll just say that. All right. So who else? Who's going to do it? Deep Root. My God. You know, we broke the news that there's no Magic Girl and there is no Alice in Wonderland coming from Deep Root this year. And I've heard, okay, here's what I've heard. Now, look, he's got a company. I'm surprised at the lack of leaks that have happened at Deep Root. No leaks. No leaks. There are people going through that company every day. There has to be like some line work, some line workers or whoever's getting hired to do manufacturing. There has to be some guy there that makes no money or somewhere, right? Who has a cell phone who could take a few photos. There's nothing. Man, they have done a good job. It is fucking lockdown. And that mystery, that mystery must must be of somewhat of concern to maybe some of the competitors who want to know what's happening, but maybe they're just focused on their own thing. But I'm hearing that Alice in Wonderland is going to be the fucking, you know, just blow everyone's mind away. And if you remember Alice in Wonderland from the the foam core mock-up, it is crazy sexy. It is the nicest line work and, and drawing I've ever seen Zombie Yeti do. It, it is the... It is just like drool-worthy game. And we know why Robert acquired these IPs. There, there, there's, there's nothing to, to figure out. It, it's so simple. They are just the sexiest fucking pinball concepts the world has ever seen. So hopefully they get working. Now, that, that's, 
maybe next year. So it's like, what do you got, Deep Root? What do you got? I, I'll tell you this, and I've said this before. I mean, remember I said I would buy Magic Girl number one if they can make it work? Well, that's not going to happen in 2019. I want to buy a Deep Root game. And this is this is why, because I just want something different. Do I think a lot of you are in the same boat as Canada. You want something different. This can't be it. This can't be it. No, no offense to Stern Pinball. You guys do your thing. You guys save this hobby. We are forever indebted to Stern Pinball as a company. George Gomez is a fucking genius. All right. He's a fucking genius. Have you ever talked to George Gomez? He is one of the smartest, most articulate, incredible people I've ever talked to. And I've, I've talked to people who run billion-dollar companies. I talk to people who are luminaries in fields. And George Gomez the guy has his shit together. I mean, if I was an investor, he is where I would invest my money. And and he knows how to run a company. He knows how to run a company with hundreds of employees. He knows how to keep a line running. He he is in charge of the world's biggest pinball company that is sending pinball machines all over the world. He's incredible. On the other side of the spectrum are the like the the guys like Andrew Highway, Barry and Yop, and you know, Mike from Homepin. Just it's like they're 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 like clowns in comparison to George Gomez. So I, I get Stern's gonna keep doing its thing. And there is no pressure for Stern to have to change doing its thing until they have competition. And I think we're all rooting for some real competition to come into the pinball marketplace. And we're not rooting for that to happen so Stern fails, okay? When I said in my last podcast, someone needs to, you know, the goal needs to be to take customers away from Stern. That is the goal. I simply want there to be competition so that everybody raises their game and everybody will have to raise their game if that is the case. And then here's what happens. Everybody wins. Everybody wins in that scenario. You, the customer, get a better pinball machine. The manufacturers raise the bar on what they deliver. Everyone's getting more for their money. We should all be rooting for Stern to have some legitimate competition in the pinball industry. They sort of are like the EA Sports. Remember when EA bought up every single license and they had the NFL monopoly when it came to, to football video games and, and they took away uh, Sega, had, had the other football game that was really good, NFL 2K, right? When that happened, what happened? The game got stale. The game got born. They stopped making innovation because they didn't need to. There was no other option for people who liked football. We were, we, we've sort of been in that period for a long time. JJP is not a legitimate competitor. The biggest competitor, I didn't even fucking mention these guys, okay? I didn't even mention these guys. The biggest competitor to Stern is not Jersey Jack. It's Chicago Gaming Company. These guys have their shit together. They have an all-star roster of games coming out. They don't like Stern. I mean, the reason why CGC became a thing was because of a battle with Stern. So I like that. I like when there's some like anger and there's some like there's some desire to take some business away from your competitor. You feel like you were wronged by them, so you're gonna show them the right way to do it. So they have an all-star lineup of old games. They have a new game coming out. That's gonna be the one. That's gonna be the one that shows us what are they fucking capable of, and I'm excited. I'm not excited as much for the remakes. There's nothing new there. People buy these remakes, and then the conversation is, is always the same. It's sexy. It's pretty. The screen is amazing. The armor is nice. And then it's like, and it's the same game we've been playing for the 20, 30 years. And then you're like, well, there's nothing really new to discuss gameplay-wise. So then it, it kind of falls out of interest quickly. It does. But new games, 
new games are what everybody really wants, okay? You could look back, you could go get restored, hep versions of everything, and you'll be bored quickly. Because it is important that games have some depth and longevity in the home use, because the old games were not meant for the home environment. All right, so CGC is Stern's biggest competitor. And so, but when will we see that original game from them? I think it's going to be this year, all right? Stern's year is going to be Stern's year. I don't think we're going to see anything like breakthrough or like, wow, when, when's the last time you were wowed? I mean, so I've, I've been seeing these posts on Pinside this week about the monsters. People are selling the monsters like quicker than ever. No, they're not. No, they're not. This is the same level of games that go up for sale because Stern, here's the thing. Stern sells so many fucking games in the first two months they make them. They sell like probably, I would say, 1,500 to 2,000 games immediately. And so, yeah, it looks like there's a lot for sale, but there's so many that were purchased. You can't forget that fact that most people buy a Stern machine because that's who owns the market. Like 90% of new pinball is them. All right. So what else is going to save 2019? Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest coming out in April. Yeah. Okay. So what what's the deal with this game? Where where are we letting, landing on this game? Are you excited? Are you enthused? Here's the thing. People are enjoying it. They have had open houses at American Pinball inviting people to come by and play the game. Great. You love it. You don't love it. You love the theme. You don't love the theme. Um I will always I will always believe that theme is so much more important than people realize. And it is the most important part of any pinball machine. And I don't care what anyone else says, the sales data supports it. And that's just that. There is a reason why Adam's family sold 20,000 units. And there's a reason why Tales of the Arabian Nights or like games like Circus Voltaire, uh, you know, hardly sold a couple thousand, all right? 10 times more sales because of the theme. Game, I think I think Toten and Theater of Magic and Circus Voltaire are more fun to shoot than Adam's Family for me, but not 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 the same gameplay experience. And clearly, consumers and and players enjoyed a theme more. All right, all right. So Willy Wonka. Oh, sick of talking about it. Let's just see it. Yellow Brick Road was whatever. What else is next? Right? Do you ever feel that way? Like, come on, what? Who's got it? Who's got the fucking home run? Who's got the home run? I, I think with what we know, with what we know to date about what's coming in 2019, the home run is going to be Willy Wonka. That, that's, my, that's my pick. If, but here's the thing. There's a huge caveat. There's like a big asterisk above it. It is the home run pin of 2019 if Jack doesn't find a new way to fuck it up. And I, and I say this because I love you, Jack. But Jersey Jack Pinball always finds a new and creative way to fuck up their game launches. So let's see which one it is this time. And the biggest thing, and this this is the biggest issue for Jack right now. Pirates of the Caribbean and the quality control issues have put a dark cloud over that organization. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm asking myself, does this company know how to make a game that's not going to break the fuck down like out of box? Because it is still... It, it is still the most comical thread on Pinside. You Pirates owners, I gave you your moment in the spotlight. You came on this show. Y- your thread is the most hilarious thread of all time to me. It is an owner's club thread. Every single day, a new problem. Every single day. 
every single day, you know, there's a, someone turns on their game and something's not fucking working. Whether it's the play field's too heavy, it bent down, you know, the the brackets that hold the play field. So now the shooter rod is like off, you know, misaligned. My start button doesn't light up. My my upper play field cannon doesn't shoot properly. It's like, pick your, pick your fucking poison. Which thing do you want to break today? Oh, my treasure chest stopped working. It's, it's comical. We get you love the game, but shut the fuck up about it being the greatest game of all time. The greatest fucking pinball machine of all time doesn't end up in the fucking shop every week for repair. To be the greatest, it also has to be peace of mind and enjoyable to fucking own. Who's enjoying these, this game constantly breaking down, all right? All right, what else going on? What else is going on? So, there's a fucking magic girl for sale. Right? Ready, ready for this? $22,000 firm. Firm. I'm <laughs> The last magic girl sold for like $14,000. So this guy wants 22,000 firm. And the other one for sale is for $25,000. So making this even more idiotic is there's a guy out there in Texas in in Austin who wants to buy a magic girl. And so that's, I was laughing. I was looking at this. These three fucking people should get together and just throw themselves off Niagara Falls. I mean, you, you got to be stupid to ask twenty-five dollars or $22,000 for a magic girl. You also got to be fucking stupid to want one. Let me, let me tell you, from experience of owning one, it is the worst experience after you get over how sexy it is. It is, it is like, you know, it is like wearing a gold, jock strap that's too tight for you it's it might look good from a distance if jock straps can even look fucking good but man is it painful it is like getting kicked between the nuts all day long why would you want to own a magic girl why let me, let me it, it it's so pointless and here's the other thing here's the other thing how can you ask someone for twenty two or twenty five thousand dollars firm on a magic girl let me tell you i paid twenty three thousand dollars from for my magic girl. And I'll tell you why I bought it and why I paid that much and when I bought it. Because the context means everything. When I bought it, nobody knew it didn't work. So I bought the pinball machine expecting it to work. When I opened it up, and I'll never forget the phone call from Chris Marquette at Cointaker. He's like, Chris, this is a fucking joke. It doesn't even plunge. Game's broken. Okay, that sucks. So the game was $16,000. Some people paid more to get them when they thought American Pinball had figured it out. Now that we know the game is the biggest piece of shit gameplay-wise, how has it gone up in value? Really? Are we paying a $7,000 or $6,000 or $8,000 premium just for a piece of artwork? Get out of your fucking minds, people. Get, at, get, get, get back to reality here. I think at Magic Girl is only worth now. And I'm going to be honest when I say this. I mean, I, I almost feel like it's hard to price because it's just a pointless thing to own, especially especially this. Deep Root is going to make a working version of the game with that same incredible artwork or at least like an iteration of it. They're going to make Magic Girl uh, to what it should have been and, and improve upon every aspect of it. So why would you fucking buy the broken prototype that, that doesn't work at all? And then who's ever going to want that? The only people that would respect owning that are don't deserve respect because it's just a, a stupid thing to have. I, I think Magic Girls, I'm just going to say it, I, I wouldn't pay more than, 
I wouldn't pay more than 10 grand for one right now. And I'm sorry for you guys trying to sell it at that crazy price, but I just think it's like a paperweight and it's just something that that is just it brings no enjoyment in owning whatsoever. And then believe me, until you stand over one and flip one like I did, you will not understand how extremely disappointing it is to own a Magic Girl. All right. What else is going on in pinball? Anything? Am I missing anything? Anything happened? No. Let me read a few of your emails that I got to get to work. How's that sound for this edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast? All right, here we go. Here we go. Ah, all right. First of all, here's some news. I don't think I've told you guys this yet. Well, we'll, we'll hold off on that. Okay, let's see. Magic. Okay, someone sent me. Someone sent me. Dan Donald sent me the Magic Girl. Listen, Dan, thank you for sending that and looking out for the show. I got an email from Neil Shelton. The subject is preach it. What up, man? Keep preaching it. Theme, theme, theme. I have a small route here in Colorado. Guess what our number one earner is? Super effing Mario. An absolutely awful game, but it consistently whoops the asses of all of our other machines. My route is a kid-friendly brewery, so we get folks of all ages. If playing pinball is going to survive, the next generation theme is a must. Toy Story is going to absolutely be huge for pinball. JJP will hit an absolute home run with this title. Speaking of Super Mario, why in the hell hasn't a manufacturer gone after a Nintendo license again? Good God! If someone made a new Super Mario or Zelda pin, they would literally be printing money. Keep up the good work, brother. Well, Neil, I fucking agree. What is wrong with these people? Who the f- Would you rather have Super Mario Brothers or Oktoberfest? Just take a minute for that to sit in. Zelda or Oktoberfest? For fuck's sakes, go. Nintendo licenses out their products. It's not impossible to do that. Deep Root, Robert Mueller, please go get some Nintendo games out in the world. All right. So then I got an email about, uh, this is all about the home pin from Anin, um, or from Cooter. Well, he said, thank you, man. He says, starting to look like there's a real chance these pre-order guys are fucked with home pin. And look, we talked about it on the show. They are fucked. They're not getting it. It's just that simple. All right. Okay, what else is going on? Ah, I think that's those are the emails I have I've had so far. So let's see, people. If you want to email me, it's canadapinball at gmail.com. If this email, if this podcast, if this email, if this podcast has inspired you or woken you up on your walk to work or your drive to work as you're mowing the lawn, as your wife is telling you to like clean up your shit. Email me at Pineda, at PinedaBread.com, uh, at CanadaPinball uh, at gmail.com. A final thing I'll sign off on. Christopher Franchi was working on artwork for Pintastic up in Boston, and it's on Facebook. And he was drawing a, a woman who was a space sort of ranger. It uh, looked like the rocketeer, like a, like a sexy rocketeer. Uh, and she had like the Rocketeer jacket, which had a nice cutout in the middle to reveal her incredible cleavage. And she was battling an octopus. And apparently uh, that was too much that an email went over to the Pintastic uh, organizers and said that I am a mom with kids and I would appreciate it if you would have artwork that was not, you know, sexualizing women. And so now Christopher Franchi has been told they will not be using his artwork at the show. And I don't want to get into a debate here about whether or not, you know, that was appropriate for the show. Uh, I don't want to get into a debate here about, you know, what can go up on a pinball machine in terms of uh, how a woman is portrayed. 
All I'll say is this. It is impossible now in 2019. It is impossible to satisfy everybody. And I think we live in a world in which everyone is so immediately offended and everyone is so quick to sort of remove, remove anything that's of any sort of like sexual nature um, if it's sort of objectifying that sex. Now, there is a double standard if you ask me. There definitely is. And I'll explain why. All right. So like while there might be pressure to put like oversized women on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, are we going to see like, uh, you know, a, a guy with a dad bod on the cover of Men's Fitness? And I think there's just as much pressure in society as men to look good and to be, you know, in incredible shape. And here's what attractiveness looks like for men. Um, and, we, you know, but we don't like get pissed off. We don't get pissed off. But I, look, I don't, you know, I don't know what it means to be a man anymore. I have to be honest. And like, you might be joking right now. Like, Canada, you've never been a man. But here's what I mean. It's like being a man now in America, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's like there's a new rule book that we have to sort of turn off everything in our head that's, uh, you know, maybe has been, a, has been a carnal desire of ours or been imprinted in our DNA for centuries. We now have to just become, uh, you know, what society tells us to become all the time. And I'm sorry, but like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Part of me is like masculinity is, is under attack in society and men will fight back when they go to the voting ballots. And for all the ultra left out there, and I have so many friends of both left and right, but the ultra left out there, who's all about this stuff, man, I'm just saying like, don't be, don't be disappointed when the outcome is not what you want, you know, come 2020, because the more you push people to give up just who they are and you tell them who they are is wrong. And again, like I'm all about shaming people who are disrespecting women. I'm all about like people who are animals, like they deserve to fucking be punished, man. There are a lot of fucking predator men out there, but when you remove our ability to just enjoy a beautiful woman, God, I, I, why? Why can't men just be men too in a way that it's not harming anybody? That's my point. It doesn't harm anybody when I look at Christopher Franchi's artwork. And if you're offended, well, welcome to the world of artwork. You know, I mean, it's just art. Art is meant to have a reaction. And, you know, the reaction that artwork gives men and most boys is a good one. But women don't want to allow us to have that feeling. And I'm sorry. I know I could already I already know like the people that are going to be offended by this. But look, I'm just going to say it. Treat everybody with respect. But man, we're going way too far down the road of like everyone is overly sensitive about everything. And we can't even have like a sexy fictional, you know, space ranger chick um, fighting an octopus like whatever, whatever. We need to lighten up people. And, and, and I love it too because the, the ultra left, like the land that they always point to as being like figuring it out is Europe. And Europe is so much more like sexually less repressive than the United States. It's all so funny to me. It's like these fucking, these parents who spend all this money to, to like cheat their kids into school. You know, these are all like the, you know, do as I say, not as I do fucking like ultra left Hollywood. It's so funny to me. It's like, look at them all. They're all about like equality and this. They fucking cheated their way into their own kids into school. They're fucking hypocrites, right? Everybody. I'm not, I'm not talking about being left or right. Most important thing in life. It's not about like your religion or your politics. Just treat people with respect and do what's fair 
and stop like being so fucking overly sensitive about everything. We need to have some, we need to have some masculinity in this world, don't we? Anyway, go play some pinball. I'm out. Bye. Bye.